0: guys have heard me talk about my good friends at Simply Earth. These guys are changing the world in multiple ways. One, they want to help make the air in your home toxin-free. But number two, they donate 13% of their profits to help fight human trafficking. Is that a cause that you support? It is for the West family. And that's why we love getting our essential oils from Simply Earth. They also help to make it easy to understand essential oils. If you've ever tried to come up with the right recipes that help make the home the air in your home toxin-free, you might know how confusing it is. Well, here's what happens. The Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box gets delivered to your house. It's going to help gain confidence and clarity in using essential oils to help make your home toxin-free. You receive the recipe box with four pure essential oils, six recipe cards, and extras. You learn how to use your essential oils while making the recipes created by certified aromatherapists. You save money. You detoxify your life. Plus, you buy from a company that's changing the world, Simply Earth gives 13% of all profits to end human trafficking around the world. They came up with that number because of an old song of mine, Next Thing You Know, that says, What's Your 13? How cool is that? When you buy essential oils from Simply Earth, you're going to help end human trafficking around the world. You guys need to check this out. The best part, the oils don't break the budget. You buy from a company that changes the world, detoxify your home, and be part of changing others' lives. Simply Earth's essential oils are affordable and they are actually 100% pure. Now, essential oils alone would cost over $100 from other companies, but with Simply Earth Essential Oil Recipe Box, you get four pure oils, six recipes, and extra ingredients for only $39. And when you subscribe, you get a free big bonus box with even more natural goodies. So get a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser now when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. Again, a free 80-milliliter essential oil diffuser when you subscribe using our URL, simplyearth.com slash west. Check out Simply Earth. Get your essential oils from them. Help make the air in your home toxin-free and help end human trafficking. simplyearth.com west. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Matthew West Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew West, and as always, I really hope you like it. Thank you for joining me today. It's going to be a really fun show getting to talk with one of my good friends. I think you're going to love this conversation. But first, I want to thank you all for listening week in and week out. I hope you're doing well. Temperatures are getting warmer. Summer is around the corner. And uh, school's almost out. I mean, I mean, it's feeling good. Our our tour is over. I'm recovering from being on the road, getting back into the songwriting, and having a fun time doing that. Um, But uh, excited to come to you today with another episode. Couple quick reminders: popweed.org. That's our ministry's name. Would love to have you share your story there. And uh, if you'd like to receive some weekly devotionals, I write a weekly devotional. Did you know that? It's called Day One Devos, and I send it out every Thursday. You'll get an email from me free of charge, just a gift from us to you to help remind you to take care of first things first. Go to popwee.org to sign up today. We would love to add you to the thousands of people who are currently receiving a weekly email devotional just to, again, just to encourage you to open your Bible and uh, in the middle of our chaotic lives, spend some time with Jesus. We need that like oxygen, and I hope uh, you know that uh, we all do. So go to popwee.org today. Also, uh, Come Home for Christmas is almost sold out, our special weekend in Franklin, Tennessee, December 1st through the 3rd. How can you get tickets? Have you ever wanted to go to Nashville or Franklin, Tennessee? Well, here's your chance to come and hang out with me. Special Christmas concerts with the band, special songwriter events, lots of good stuff going on. Go to MatthewWest.com. The gold tier is sold out. Uh, There are still some silver tier tickets left. We would love to have you join us and ring in the Christmas season with the West family. It's not too soon to talk about Christmas, so don't send me any complaints, okay? All right, let's dive into today's show. My guest today, Is frontman for the band Building 429, who I go way back with. Uh, He happened to join me on tour for a little bit on the My Story, Your Glory tour, and you're going to find out why. He's got an awesome testimony to share, and I think this conversation is going to inspire you big time. We're also talking about his daughter, who has uh, made it quite far on American Idol. So lots of good stuff going on. Let's go to the story house with my friend Jason Roy.
1: You remember what you did
0: i don't know but that's the podcast already started okay so you just it's i think the podcast starts with do you remember what you did which sounds like an accusation
1: (laughs) do you you don't remember this the first first conversation we ever had that you and that you You and me me, your wife was there my wife was there was it an award show no it was the night of an awards show.
0: Oh, was it at a restaurant? It
1: was at a restaurant. Okay. Yes. I think I like this story because it makes yeah, me look good. Yeah, you know
0: good. where it's going now.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you need to know that when I moved to Nashville, I moved to Franklin, and uh, my mailman comes to the door, knocks on the door, and he says, hi, who are you? I'm like, oh, my name's Jason. He says, what do you do? I said, well, I'm, I'm in Christian music. He said, you'll be gone in six months. And he came <laughs> me my mail and walked away. That's my first. I like, paid that guy
0: to come yeah, and scare did. you away because I was threatened.
1: <laughs> so anyway, I signed my first deal. I think it was, two, I want to say 2003. Okay. And Devil wars happen. Yes. And I go, my wife and I, we have no money. We're broke as a joke. Sure, we got a deal,
0: but like, yeah. you know, people it's think. It's a while before you see anything. Yeah, you don't yeah. see anything. Yeah.
1: So I look at my, I'm like, babe, we're going to go to get stir-fried tonight. night. Right. And so we go to this place in Cool Springs.
0: We're
1: <laughs> sitting there eating. And I'm talking to her. I'm literally saying to her, Matthew, I'm saying, I hope we make it. I just no one knows me. No one cares. This is a big place. Like, honestly, I don't know, babe. I'm trying, but I don't know. She's like, Don't worry, trust the Lord. It's gonna be okay. And you walk up to the table out of nowhere. Devil Ward night. And, and I'm like, Holy cow, it's Matthew West. You know, you're like, Hey, what's up, Jason? How you knew my name? So I was like, Oh. Wow. I think we had the same publisher. So that might have been how you knew my name. Yes, Cindy. Cindy Wilt. Mm -hmm. Oh, amazing. She's yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you said, Hey man, this is literally what you said. You said, Hey, love what you're doing. I'll see you at the dove Awards next year. And you walked out, right? And I look at my wife, I'm like, baby you knew my name. Like we we just talked, you know? And and you were a bit you were already a writer. So that's how I knew who you were. Okay, yeah. You know, I already knew you were a writer. So anyway. Uh, We get ready to head out. You know what happened. I get ready to head out. I was like, dude, this guy's not bringing the check, man. What's going on? I finally (laughs) call him over. I said, hey, man. Uh, I need my check, man. He said, no, no, no. Mr. West said he'll see you at the Dove Wars <laughs> next year. And he took paid your check. That's how I met Matthew wow, West, ladies and gentlemen. On. And
0: uh, thanks for being on the show. We're Bro, just going to end it right there. <laughs> that's
1: it. Yeah, we don't want to talk about all the other times that we've hung
0: out. No, no, let's no, let's end try. it on hey. uh, my <laughs> kindness and generosity. Dude, Jason Roy is my guest today. And uh, how cool is this that our paths get to cross all these years later from – what was that restaurant called? The stir fry. I don't Is even it remember. still around? It's not there anymore. It was. I liked it. I feel like it was like something uh, like you know. It wasn't like um, what's that famous place where you? Um, oh man, now I'm drawing a blank. Where you go sit around the big table? It wasn't. that. It wasn't that. No, it, it wasn't you, Benihana. <laughs> no, it was
1: not Benihana. You had to walk through the line and pile your plate up, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you went over and handed it yeah. to a guy on a circle grill behind the so counter. Ba- so
0: let's you know, we'll we'll. We'll let everybody know. It wasn't like, it wasn't a super expensive restaurant. I wasn't that generous. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, for me at the time. It's awesome, oh, man, dude. Like, it,
0: well, so we kind of came up with the same, similar times. Very similar. Really, I feel like, yes. like you signed a record deal, in, you said in 2003.
1: 2003 is when I signed my first building deal. Building
0: 429. That's and right. I was probably like a year after that.
1: Were you? Oh, you were just a writer at that
0: point. I feel like I was... I might have been just a writer at that No, point. no, no.
1: That's not possible, because weren't you... Wasn't the next year... We were at the Devil Awards the next Maybe year. Maybe we you were. you know that?
0: Maybe we were. It was that, and you guys won. Did you guys win a we, bunch of we, awards?
1: We, well... We won New Artist of the Year.
0: Yes, was I nominated for that? You,
1: yeah, I think you. I think we were all up for the Are same you thing. Me? And yeah, you beat and I me? got you. I got you. And then I did not buy your dinner
0: because <laughs> I was in a band.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's a little different with the band. That's right, man. Oh But what gosh. what an experience. And how about that? Like you just with confidence say, "I'll see you at the Dove Awards next year." And I'm like,
0: "Whatever, sure." <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> was I shooting my shot or something? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know,
1: man. But it was it was You know cool.
0: my funny story about the Dove Awards for all except for I think it wasn't until like two years ago the only Dove Award in the West House belonged to my wife. Did you know that?
1: Wait, do I I do know this. Yeah. Tell them why though. She, it was her art, your artwork.
0: Yes, she won because she was part of like the design team for that record, for that your record. first record. Yeah, and yes. uh, she and the album won for best album packaging, which had <laughs> nothing to do with the music, but just oh. the visual aesthetic. So. That's you want to talk tough, about- <laughs> man?
1: <laughs> like you're writing hit songs everywhere, and you yeah. can't get an award. And your wife's like, "Well, I got one, bro." Isn't that crazy? That is wild. I re- wasn't that like. Wasn't it like kind of semi clown? type
0: yeah, like, the cover of that album. Yeah. Wait, wait. It was like it was a clown theme, which was a horrible idea because I didn't realize how many people have a legit fear. phobia oh. and fear of clowns. <laughs> yeah. The goal is like you want people to buy your record, not be not scared away from, from it. it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: But you also that what was the uh more?
0: That was my very first song. Was your first song, song Glory Defined? Yes. Was this that the is first radio connection? Single? Yes. That was a smash of a song when that came out like we need to talk about all that. What what were you going to say? I
1: think that your song was number 1 more after yours? No, before mine. And I think we came in at the end and, and you
0: knocked me out? Well, I mean, you had So it I did start So I did start before you. I'm telling you, you did. Okay. Well, yes. I think I'm just getting old, Yeah. Well, that I'm happens, forgetting, right, right. I'm forgetting life. No, I don't forget we, these things. Well, uh, we should give people some a visual perspective here. We're on the tour bus yes, because there's no spare dressing rooms in the venue. We're on tour together right now. We're in the back lounge. The air conditioner's too loud, so yes. I've turned it off. And we're going to see if how we long? can. Yeah, we don't want to sweat ourselves out of here. But this is life on the road. I've been recording this podcast. You might not have known this, but like even while we're on the road, I'll be dipping back here because I do an episode every Wednesday. Oh, my. And gosh. so it's been like whether, you know, Hot or cold, yeah. what, whatever's going on, I gotta, I well, gotta deliver. I mean, it's people. a sauna,
1: and yeah, the people want it. They man, want, they it. want
0: it. Man. My mom and my dad, they're the that's only exact, ones that listen. Well, yeah, so they're big fans of yours. <laughs> okay,
1: well, hey, I've got, a, got a couple of fans. Yeah, but the, the people want what the people want. You have to deliver, and if that means
0: you got to sit in a sweat box in the back that's of, right. of a bus, and thank you for joining me. Do. Thank you for joining me in that. Let's see how long we can last. We've had some fun time on this tour already. Yes. Um You and I and Mac Powell got to go see a Cubs game. Yes, we. That did. might be like one of my highlights as far as like not the show itself but like hang time on the tour i've
1: never been to wrigley
0: ever. that was your first time. it was my
1: first time ever and walking into that park you even said it when we got ready to walk up you're like you probably want to film this <laughs> like that moment of walking, walking up the stairs up upstairs. and what a great game too, because the stairs are like
0: it's like the stairs are they're not underground or like the first level where you walk into wrigley and like pass your ticket to the yep. usher then you walk up through the concessions you walk up these stairs and it's like the field is almost it's below like, you a little bit. Yeah, you know just what I mean?
1: like, It feels like it's like 15 feet, but you're looking at yeah. home plate and looking at and it's gorgeous. Yeah.
0: And we had a blast, man. That was, so that was the fun. coolest
1: thing. We got coffee that day. Oh, we, got, we all, you know, we that scrambled. was one.
0: And I, I knew I already liked you, but like finding out that you and I shared an affinity for some good espresso. Yes. Intelligentsia in Chicago. I want them to spot, uh, pon, uh, I can't even sponsor say. you. Sponsor the podcast. That's <laughs> what I want them to do. You want them to sponsor this podcast? <laughs> this is how I sound after thirty-one <laughs> shows.
1: Yes. Yeah. But my God, thirty—is this the thirty-first?
0: Thirty-first show, dude. Bro, we were of, talking about this the other
1: day. Of thirty-two, people don't know this, but it, you know, it's there used to be a time when it was like, all right, you got to do forty. If you get forty or forty-five, like you're oh. killing it. And now, now it's like for me, and I know it's got to be true for you. Anything past twenty five is like work it starts it becomes tough vocally too right exactly
0: you know what you're you're somebody i don't think i'm this way but like i don't think if people heard me talk they wouldn't necessarily recognize my singing voice (laughs) but you are somebody that i swear when you talk i'm like oh i know if he started, like, I would know his singing voice before he even sang.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's true. And I, I, no, I, I got what I got, I feel man. like Mac
0: is that way. Mac, Mac is Powell's that way. way.
1: He's got what he's got. When he starts talking, well, that's Mac Powell. That's Mac Powell. Yeah, so, that's how I feel. So, that's Jason So we Roy. can never do prank calls. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jason. Hang up. Yeah,
0: you're not slipping up into falsetto. No, there's no... <laughs> to request your own song. As soon as I try,
1: it's just so... Yeah, yeah. To request, yes. Hey, guys you play glory to see like, no, i still I just, know it's no, you. it's like not gonna happen
0: well that's that's the key though to having like a recognizable voice a trademark voice like i've always i mean there's not that doesn't come along every day and now it turns out it runs in your family which we're going to talk ah. about that a little bit as well yes yes we should but so let's talk about like the building for 29 days sure And now you're in, we're actually on tour, and you're doing something really cool on this tour and actually sharing as an advocate for an amazing organization called World Vision. We're helping to see children's lives be changed through sponsorship. What is it like to be on tour and you're not singing for an hour necessarily? (laughs) Like, Is it a weird adjustment?
1: It is a weird adjustment. There are parts of me that at times are like, well, you know, I, I'd love to sing, but there's also parts of me that uh, that genuinely understands that like the Lord has gifted me to be an advocate for people. He sure has, and uh, and honestly, He's gifted you. By the way, I just want you to know. Like I've seen, I heard so many stories about the way that you used to do, where your your daughters walk through the aisles. Yeah, and then, and and dude, I just want to tell you the song "Do Something." Yes, like yeah. I remember we hearing that, and I'm like, oh my! He wrote the song, that is the heartbeat of what. I feel when I'm trying to, what I'm trying to communicate awesome. to people when I'm on stage. That's awesome. You know, like, honestly, for me, I came from a poor background. I came from a family that had nothing in this world. And so when people started talking about the idea of people that were in poverty around the world, to be 100% honest, I couldn't stand it.
0: Because it hit too close to home or because you were like, wait a minute, there's problems right here in the U.S.? That's it. That's okay. it. It's,
1: for me, it was like, wait a minute, like, there. We struggled like for real when I was a kid, and so when I heard about it, and I then we go out and I start touring, and all of a sudden there's people out there talking every night. I would walk out of the room while they were talking. I was, I, I, I didn't, I just didn't understand. Yeah. One day, my wife says to me, Who you know, my wife's amazing, she sounds very similar to you know. Anyway, yeah yeah so anyway she's sitting at a table with me she goes you know jason your attitude about this you you know it's kind of messed up and i'm like well i'm sorry too bad you know i grew up this way and you know i'm not trying to be mean but i grew up this way and she goes i think you think you know but you don't really know and mm-hmm. i said oh but, well cool whatever and she's like well you're going on a trip and i'm like no no i'm not i'm gonna keep touring and she's like yeah you are and she's like i've already scheduled it yeah you're going i didn't want to go went on the first trip and for the first time in my life Like my heart broke for two reasons. Number one, because I had been so selfish and thought that I understood what poverty was. And I'm telling you, we don't have a clue in the United States of America. If you're born in America, you're generally speaking, you're in the top one percent of the wealthiest people on earth. I mean, if you're born here, like no matter what your circumstance is. So yeah, it's crazy to think about that, right? I mean, think about that. So anyway, I went out, saw it, rocked my world, and I came back on a mission. And then I ended up just, it just became, the, honestly, my wife has always, she was the director of missions at our church. So she's have a heart she, for yeah, missions. And
0: then kind of planting those seeds yeah, with you. Yeah, with me.
1: And then finally, you know, we started traveling the world and going, oh my gosh, like we've got to be advocates for that. And so when the call comes and they say, hey, Jason, would you come and speak about this? I look at the counter and I go, well, I don't have any building shows. I'm gone. I'm not there, you know, because That's ultimately awesome. our goal... Yeah. Is to be ministers and to speak truth uh, to the body of believers and to be advocates for those as Jesus was. Right, that's the goal. So, well,
0: and when, and it doesn't matter if you're singing a song, if you're using your gift of communication, which you have, obviously. I think that's like the beauty of it is you know you're you're being willing and you're being obedient, and it's like and and by the way, it's like I write songs like Do Something. Not because I'm good at it, <laughs> but because I need a reminder to not be complacent and to not live a life of apathy. You come know what on, I mean?
1: man! Like that's amazing as a songwriter. So just switching that, so many songs that I've written through the years that have you know I've had impact. Like, there's, I think immediately the first song that comes to mind is a song called "We Won't Be Shaken." Right? Oh,
0: it's a great song, right?
1: dude. I was shaking like a we won't leaf. We Yeah. Whatever
0: will so, come our way. Yeah. So you were writing it.
1: I was like, God, I got to help me, God. I got, I got to remember who, who you say I am, and I need to remember what Scripture says, and I need to stand on that stage every night and say, "We won't be Mm. shaken." So that's just, I love that. That's a thread that rings true for you as well. Yeah, I feel
0: like, don't we write the songs that we need? Absolutely. Even though we might not even know that we need it, like in the time, it sounds like when you were writing We Won't Be Shaken, you were like, you were going through a time where it it was true to life. And man, if our songs aren't true to life, then what are we doing? You know? Yeah.
1: And if there's not, and you know this, because I think that as a songwriter, we do see the world and we kind of, for whatever, somebody will say a phrase and then we hear it flipped in a way. That's interesting. Yeah. And then we just regurgitate kind of what we've heard or what we've read in a way that people are like, it was always there. Just somebody had to uncover it. You've heard that before. I think that's true. Yeah. And uh, 100%. I have no interest in writing songs that are not like true life that I've lived or that I've heard other people live. I love that about like even, you know, a lot of your songs. Yeah. I mean,
0: we're absorbing what's going on in the world around us. Just like, I mean, and, and I can't wait to hear what kind of songs are inspired by these trips you've taken around the world and the way that you've been an advocate for, for world vision. It's incredible. I'm curious, just like on a, on a like songwriter geeking out standpoint, like how many records have you made with building 429? Is it eight? Oh, it's or it's it more it, than it that? Maybe. I, I uh, counted one, eight. Two, three, I yeah. Four, five, six, seven, eight. It's, I think it's eight. Yeah. And you have multiple like number ones and hit songs and things like that. And, uh, I mean songs that everybody knows, you know, this is not where I feel like you have these like arena like rock anthems. Not <laughs> and not even rock necessarily, but you know what I mean? But like I feel like whenever I would hear a song like yours hit the radio, I felt like this song is meant to be sung in an arena, yeah, with the hands in the air. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't write small hooks, is what w- I'm saying. Well, you write like monster. You know <laughs> you what's know, funny?
1: Wake up to fire. Yeah,
0: the... like these big just anthems. I'm not even getting to my question, but okay, two part question. Yeah, go ahead. One, just this is the songwriter geek. What's a song that like when you go? Okay, if there's one song I want to be remembered by that I got to write, it's this one. Mm. Maybe just your favorite too You know what I mean Yeah well
1: honestly I think my favorite And the one that I Fought so hard to get right And rewrote and rewrote And rewrote And then finally When it was done I was proud of it it It's a song called Fear No More Mm. We released that As our own record label and it went all the way up the charts to like uh, I think it was number three or something okay, like so that. Okay, so
0: you did that apart from a record label, which for those who don't understand or don't know the inside of that, like to be to spend your whole career inside of like a big corporation, right. and then to kind of venture out on your own and have that kind of success is not common. No, it doesn't happen. So is that one of the things that makes that one even sweeter?
1: A hundred percent, because there were so many things on that song specifically. Number one, it started off as a ballad, right? This is a i choose it's where i'm finding you like a piano band? i'm broken and undone. your mercy's just begun yeah right i wrote it that way because i would i had a friend who was fighting cancer huh and i just wanted to write this song for my friend that you know and i will fear no more right so I, anyway so started that way
0: how did it turn into the the anthem When the summer months are coming and you're trying to fill your kids' time, what's your go-to? Swimming lessons, art class, camp? It feels like there's so much time ahead of us and it never fails. The schedule gets as busy as usual. It's just different busy. This summer, set aside some time to slow down and focus on faith with your kids. Awana has a new subscription called Talk About and it's a perfect way to build Bible time into your days. Just sign up, try a month for free and when you love it, because you will love it. It's only $5.99 a month for weekly content. That's right. Like scripture discussion guides, Bible activities, and even Spotify playlists to go along with the themes. You could talk faith together for hours or just a few minutes, knowing you're helping the people you love most to see and understand how God shows up every day in their lives. That's an epic summer. Visit TalkAboutDiscipleship.com and use code WEST to start getting your free content this week. That's TalkAboutDiscipleship.com. These days, it is hard to find movies to enjoy together as a family. Jesus' revolution from the creators of I Can Only Imagine is one of those rare treasures that's not only entertaining and well-made, but it also reflects our Christian values. The story follows a young Greg Laurie who's been searching for all the right things in all the wrong places, getting carried away by the wild hippie movement. That is, until he meets Lonnie Frisbee, a charismatic street preacher who's passionate about bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the hippies. Well, Lonnie teams up with Pastor Chuck Smith, and in a show of radical hospitality, they open the doors of Chuck's church to the barefooted, the long-haired, Drug-addled hippies of Southern California. In doing so, they find themselves in an unexpected revival that will change the world. Jesus Revolution is rated PG-13 and stars Joel Courtney, Jonathan Rumi, Kimberly Williams-Paisley, Anna Grace Barlow, and Kelsey Grammer. It was a joy to work with my friend Ann Wilson on one of the songs in the film, Living Water. I hope you love both the song and the film, which is now available on demand digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Visit JesusRevolution.movie to learn more. Again, that's JesusRevolution.movie.
1: For me, that's who I am. Huh. I've come from such meager and small beginnings, and I just want to reach for the stars so bad. I don't know how to explain it. I just... I don't want to sing it by myself. I want to sing it with people, and you have the ability to do both. For me, I just every song that I write, I'm like, could ten thousand people grab this and sing it at the top of their lungs? And so the answer that's is no.
0: Crazy. It's funny because like, oh, well, you're saying as a ballad, the answer was no. As a ballad, it was no. And so you kept working. Exactly. So what's crazy is here I am, I just told you my observation of your music is that every time I heard a song, I'd be like, I feel like these songs were meant to be in arenas or stadiums. And now I'm realizing the picture in your head wasn't 10 people. It was 10,000 people singing that anthem together, which makes so much sense because you're going like, how can I pull people with me? I don't want this to be, I'm picturing the opposite being like this kind of, you know, introspective, like, vibey, you know, I feel like there's two types of entertainers, right? Yes. It was almost like uh, when Bob Dylan was popular, you know, back in the day, like Bob would it's almost like I'm up here doing my thing. You're welcome to join me or not. Yes. And there's some artists in Christian music and all genres that are like, they're almost like
1: they're, introverted
0: yeah. even on stage.
1: And you're just in a part of the journey and you're just kind of watching. And Yeah, and yeah. then
0: there's artists that are like, no, 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 I'm going out there and I'm pulling you with me. And I feel like building 429's music has always been that. Mm. And what makes that make sense is the fact that you were thinking how you thought while you were writing the song. Yeah. You're like, I don't want this to be some avant-garde You know, ballad that whatever, you know what I mean? Isn't that funny?
1: You because it's, but I have to say, like, doing that for as many years as I've done it, there are songs that come along that, like, specifically, I think it was two years ago. And I'm sorry, Matthew, I'm not, I don't know the name of the song, but you had some song that was acoustic guitar vocal and it just on the radio. I just saw the video, you shot a video of it
0: It live. Was it, uh, the little truth be told, oh, was it that like that was it? It was very it felt very chill. Oh kind of my thing.
1: god. Sam Fun, yeah, Yeah, mm. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that in its
1: own way, it wrecked me.
0: It was almost like big in a small way, production. Yeah. Like, I just but so what I'm
1: saying is is I think maturity and growth has brought me to the place where I really do appreciate huh. both a little more now. But coming from nowhere and I mean we all come from nowhere, but you know i'm not supposed to be here yeah and so if i'm gonna be here then i want to bring something to it that's like whoa oh yeah big, yeah energy you know?
0: excitement yeah. i mean i think that's like to me those are like calling cards of building 429 yeah. and even the live show Do you oh, know what yeah. i mean yeah so after making you said i think it was eight records or mm-hmm. maybe more mm-hmm. so now what is the status of Building 429, and like, <laughs> oh, or, or is that? Can I ask that question? Yeah, of course you can. Let yeah. me look because, at your publicist because we're notes. friends. Yeah, see, see, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, strike this from the record. Are, are you continuing as a solo artist? And I kind of already know the answer to this yeah. because I've heard some things. Yeah, on, you played me some music on the yeah. way to Wrigley Field. but
1: So, number one, I'm not done writing, I'm not done doing. Yeah, you got more music. songs it's in, in you, me, there's no doubt. Shockingly, too, I thought my voice would only last so long.
0: Because you were just I was just
1: going belting on. everything, <laughs> you and me both. How are we still I here? I don't know. I mean, we got to talk about that <laughs> at some point. Like, I genuinely thought uh, my voice—I thought I was going to be the next Mark Stewart,
0: you know? Oh, from uh, Audio Audio trail a.
1: a. Yeah, I was worried about that because fact,
0: he can't
1: even—he can't talk even talking right now. And he was my favorite front man. Oh, great he was awesome, um, and he's a great guy and yeah. a great dude. Doctors even said, "Hey, you got to back off." And I just honestly, I'm going to be. The hard. doctors told you that, yes. Yes, uh, Vanderbilt Vocal Clinic. And That's where I had surgery there. Yeah, I know, because I and I've never had a chance to talk with you about that, but I wanted to talk with you about it because I've been through my share, but I've never had surgery ever. And um, but anyway, to the point.
0: Let me open this door a little bit. Oh, and I'll yeah. give us a little breeze. yeah, yeah get a little bit of
1: air. The sweatshops, hey, cooking bro, right? It is. Conversation's moving as well, Let though. That's okay. Getting lathered through. up here pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: getting
1: lathered up, <laughs> bro. Bro, lathered.
0: Okay, so you went to the vocal clinic at, which is like vanderbilt vocal clinic yeah. takes care of so many of us everybody singers, yeah but they told you to cool it like you were this is what, this it. is what
1: happened this is a true story i couldn't stand that i sound like me right why and i was fighting every because some notes are just hard and I and there's no way for okay me to sing.
0: so you felt limited that's, felt that's so a, okay limited. because you know like how many singers wish they had like as recognizable of a voice I, as I, mean, I guess so sure, sure but I perspective I is it. everything Thank you. yeah but
1: I mean that so I walk in and I'm like dying my voice is killing me uh-huh. and, I, and I her name was Jenny uh yeah. yeah yeah and she does a scope of my voice and she and she looks at my voice and then she says to me she "Said okay I'm, I'm going to tell you about your voice real quick and I'm like oh okay what you got?" she says okay so you struggle to sing in your uh, head voice you have a strong falsetto and you have a strong chest voice and you have a struggle sometimes with like endurance
0: you mean 50 minutes into a 60 minute set kind of thing yeah you're you're running out of kind
1: of fighting and she looks at me and she says your vocal cords are deformed and she says from damage from being born and she says to me she says jason That's what makes you sound like you sound. Stop trying to sound like everybody else. God made you that way. Just do what you've been called to do. Just do it. Wow. And so, and then she said, so back off, stop pushing so hard. You ain't got to have to go out there and sing B flats and B's and C's like everybody else does. Go out there and sing your F's and sing them with power and comf- and you know confidence and dude did that feel like permission oh my god my man i'm not gonna lie dude it was the first time in my life that i felt like i wasn't an imposter as a musician on stage wow it was the first time that i went okay like i'm not faking it like this is who i am so anyway and that gave me my confidence to step in and keep moving forward and that would have been in 2010 i think
0: well then from 2010 on did you notice that your songwriting was evolving in terms of that you were finding it's funny because I was talking with Mac Powell about this a little bit and like there's singers like um like classics like James Taylor right who They've never written songs like if you listen to "In My Mind I'm Going to Carolina." You know, it's it's right. just that's it. It's a, he doesn't he doesn't go E-he-he-he. no never. He's not doing Bruno Mars. He's Nothing. not whatever singing in the rafters, and because of that, forty years later, fifty years later, guess what James Taylor sounds like? He still sounds like James Taylor from nineteen seventy five, and that's a like that's a pretty incredible thing to like rest in yeah. what your gifting is totally. and that's the i mean so for her to give you that kind of permission is pretty cool did you start to write your songs differently totally yeah
1: and she even said to me she said jason also just remember they can sing with you because of this man and i was like oh they can sing i can write anthems for See? people to sing and that
0: and that's exactly and what then she that's done. what i took off and that was what the next oh, 10 that's years incredible. was incredible yeah well i mean and not to get all uh, preacher, but like the spiritual takeaways of that mm. as part of your story, and what other people can take away from that is like not despising, you know, the Come uniqueness on. of what yes. God's doing in your life, how He's created you physically, even. I mean, right. We,
1: we always look at other people and we always go, Man, if I just had what they had, yeah, right. Except that God has gifted you with
0: everything.
1: Gosh, that's good. He's equipped you with everything that you need to do what he's called you to do on and this
0: earth like nobody else has like to. no one else can there's this book by um malcolm gladwell do you ever read oh, his sure. books yeah, yeah. and they're like they're kind of books where like you're probably smarter than me but like for me like i gotta read <laughs> I those did. books twice yeah
1: okay yeah right
0: i try to write books that like people only have to read once and they okay. get it, but his books, Yeah. yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> but his book he's got one called david and goliath though where he's sort of like He looks at the story of David and Goliath and he's like, everybody will use that as the ultimate illustration of what it looks like to be the underdog, like that David was the underdog in that story and that Goliath was the giant, of course. But he goes on and he unpacks it in a really unique way to go, when you think about it, like David was actually uniquely equipped Mm. to defeat a giant such as Goliath. And then he writes this whole book about like, Different examples in our lives and different people in history, different groups of people where we would say, Well, this person looks like the underdog, but here's why they actually have a unique advantage in this situation. Come on. It was even to the fact of like how many US presidents lost their father at a young age. Oh, right. And it's like, Well, that would look like a disadvantage or make them the underdog, but there's something unique about that. It's, it's really fascinating. Again, I, totally I have to read it that. three more times no, no, to be able you. to successfully uh, <laughs> to explain articulate it. it. Yeah, but I mean, to realize it's like, okay, your vocal cords, your deformed vocal cords were actually not a weakness, yeah. but a strength.
1: And the fight that I got from growing up the way that I did when dad was gone and everything got hard for our family, well, that's what helped me endure through multiple times where people were like, yeah, probably building's done. And we just no here it comes we're coming back again
0: and speaking of coming back again you are making new music right i am
1: and you know i'm so glad that you said what you said about just we're talking about styles of music and you know building had a sound it was a thing that we've crafted together and a
0: live show experience yes and a
1: live show experience and where i am today you know obviously my daughter is a big musician songwriter my son is a musician songwriter Mm. and where i am today is a little bit different man it's like I love writing anthems. I think those come pretty good for me, but I also like the idea now of being okay with being a bit more intimate Mm. and and like embracing more of the story. Yeah, sure. And even allowing some of the Texas roots to come out a little bit, which I Uh. never did before. It was always kind of like straight at you, you know, power pop rock type thing and now i'm just i'm I'm kind of enjoying looking at the wide open skies and just kind of going hmm how could i take people to another place that maybe they've never been before with my music and so that's what i'm trying to do now
0: and uh you'll have to come back on when that new music's getting ready to release yes i would love to to to. together and tell people about it and we don't know yet if it's going to be as building 429 or jason Roy. should we just not talk about that that'll be all all signs are
1: pointing to the for the first time ever at being Jason Roy, but all signs are pointing there. And it's funny because I've never wanted to make that decision myself, which seems dumb, but I really do believe in surrounding yourself with a wise people. And allowing them to speak. And also, I really believe in backing up from anything that I feel like I'm being selfish about.
0: Yeah. yeah. And just
1: kind of going, okay, so this is, a, this is a moment where I could be selfish.
0: It's got to be scary, too, though, because I feel like there's... I mean, you've spent so long building... We built a brand. Building, building, right? Yeah, and yeah. and I wonder, you know, it's probably interesting for you to be out on tour and see... I feel like guys like Mac Powell kind of can show us uh, like oh okay well, here's what it looks like to enter into a new phase of yeah. creativity and artistry because yeah. he spent so many years with third day and now he's doing you know his solo music and has that been kind of even just seeing that on this tour man. an encouragement to you yeah and
1: i think watching how so we both knew him in third day and now we know him as a solo artist right and mac was always amazing in third day yeah but he is so amazing now as Mac Powell. Yeah, it, I don't I,
0: understand. It's just slightly a different thing. Yeah, it's got more. I don't know, even more of a southern thing, and, and but just even interpersonally though. Even, yeah, I, I agree. There's
1: no, you know, because I was with building. We were trying to, we were trying to play arenas.
0: Yeah, it's a no. So hand deal. me my
1: guitar and hand me fifty people, and I will have a blast yeah. telling a story and singing a song. And that you, know? you
0: can do until the end of time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Man, don't get and it wrong. I like big too. you can, like can to reinvent those too. anthems. That's exactly I mean? right. I can. I, I bet them. you on an acoustic guitar playing "Where I Belong" or. You know, fear no more. It's a. I bet it's a totally different delivery it's and a that, totally different thing. It's
1: me on a piano playing those songs. You know, it's all these things that I. You know, we were kind of. What do you pl- what,
0: what are you more proficient on, piano or guitar? Well, yeah, because I've heard you play guitar and like you're better. You're way better than me at guitar. Well, player,
1: and I've right? heard you play piano. I think you're way better <laughs> than me on piano. In one key. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's transpose to C, yeah. please. It just depends on the moment. I, I'm really a guitar player, though. Okay. And I started as piano. I took all the lessons and did all that stuff and learned all that, and then. guitar took over at 15 and then my whole desire was to be a lead guitar player for a band in fact i was for building at first and then you know cindy wilt said no you're the lead singer you're the lead singer Became the lead singer of the band and kind of like you know and then the guitar stuff got handed off to other people so yeah man whatever
0: the uh apple doesn't fall too far from the tree either mm, because yeah. and and what i love too is you're branching out like i mean you've always done not just songwriting but production work as well sure and you're, you're continuing to do that you lead worship you do all these things but your family you mentioned your daughter and your son are both incredibly talented musicians yeah and your daughter in particular has kind of you know found the national spotlight on her as of late as yeah. a contestant on american idol holy cow what has that been like for your family
1: well it's been a rush man it came out of nowhere it wasn't something we planned in fact when the first few times they called us Uh, We were like, "This is a joke. This can't be real," you know. And then they finally were like, "They called." Yeah, they yeah. They they,
0: heard her on. I guess they they have
1: people that go out and they scout. Scout, yeah. Yeah, So Haven
0: Madison, your daughter.
1: Yeah, She don't even use my last name, bro. What's that say? I don't know. You know, she's she's she's, like, "I ain't that ain't got to be associated with that guy." Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) it's so cool because it was my little secret. It was our little family secret. We didn't want people to really, you know. She was young. We didn't started in COVID during COVID. We had all this time. I had a studio just like you do at the house.
0: She's fifteen,
1: and she comes to me. She goes, "Dad, I, I you know, we've never really recorded anything. I'd love to record something now." I'm like, oh, cool, we'll do it. And so we, she, she, but the first song she brings in, I'm like, "Oh, that sh- she had written? Holy cow! Yeah, just amazing!" And wow. then, then we recorded it, and the next song, oh my god! And just one by yeah. one, these songs keep coming, and I'm thinking, okay, this is different. It's not normal because I remember my songs when I was fifteen, and they were not like that you know and then long story short she got scouted we ended up flying to las vegas because they flew her out to do an audition there it seemed like america really loved what she was doing she has these two songs one called 15 one called still needs you both that she wrote that have just taken off yeah, for they're,
0: her they're both awesome they're great it's songs. 15 is the hook what if i want it now yeah. that she's been singing on the show right
1: yeah it's interesting i wonder it's funny as a songwriter when she did that song, she was like, It's called fifteen. Yeah. You know, think about it. But now but like, as, oh, yeah. well, what if I want it now? Oh
0: dang well, that's it. the hook you remember. Totally. Like, but but I mean, what I love about that is the artistry, like I feel like a younger artist doesn't care about that as much they as don't you and all. I would. And yeah. that's what makes it cool. It is what makes it cool because we
1: study these things and they're like, Yeah, no, my heart says this. And you go okay whatever and then again we, we released a song two years ago i mean she sang it when she was 15
0: and who knew she was going to be singing no, it on no. american nobody Idol. knew
1: she was. Gonna. and so anyway the journey on american isle has been amazing uh it's been incredibly stressful for a, a 17 now 17 year old girl
0: yeah and so she's in la and then she's doing school work mm-hmm. like during the day that's right and then filming and doing all these things and mom and dad are mom's staying out there and you're going back and forth i mean for the listener of the podcast you guys don't even know like we'll finish a concert and you'll be catching a red eye or the first flight out and then you'll be flying in to come back and join the tour (laughs) and it's i mean you've had a crazy schedule and i admire how much you've made it a priority to be there for your daughter and it's just been so fun to like turn on the tv and see you in the your wife you know, out. sitting in the audience, and they keep shooting over to you guys, I know, and you're like, like totally. crying uh. and cheering for you. And so she's Haven is seventeen, is that right? Well,
1: she, yeah, she was sixteen when it started, and she just turned seventeen. Just turned
0: seventeen, and at the time of us talking here. She is in the top 12, top 12 yes. which is unbelievable. unbelievable. From
1: hundreds of thousands. By the way, she's in the top 12 partially because of you, Mr. Matthew no, West. Not Let's because not because of me about at it. all. Leanna Crawford, you. Who was the co- co-writer?
0: A.J. Pruz. A. a song Preuse. called Mean Girls. Called Mean Girls. Well, I, I couldn't believe it. When you texted me, you are like, hey, I saw that you are a writer on this song, Mean Girls. My daughter might sing it on American Idol. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> You guys, if you follow me on social media at all, you know I've got two dogs that I'm quite fond of Nick and Rocky. They're my boys. I want to make sure that I'm feeding them some healthy food, and I found the perfect thing. It's called Sundays. It's healthy dog food that's actually easy to store and serve. It makes me feel good to serve my dog Sundays. Check it out Sundays is air dried dog food made from a short list of human grade ingredients. Sundays was co founded by Dr. Tori, a practicing veterinarian. Sundays contains 90% meat, 10% vegetables, and 0% synthetic nutrients. Besides USDA beef and all-natural chicken, you're gonna find digestive aids like pumpkin and ginger, plus disease-fighting antioxidants. Dog parents report noticeable health improvements in their pups, including softer fur, fresher breath, thank the Lord, better poops, and more energy. This is a game changer, and my dogs are loving Sundays. It's awesome. Unlike other fresh dog food, Sundays is zero prep, zero mess, and zero stress. Sundays is shelf-stable, which makes it easy to feed your pup top-quality food every order ships right to your door so you'll never worry about running out of dog food again and it's affordable it costs 40 percent less than other healthy dog food brands because sundays doesn't waste money shipping frozen packages instead they send and they spend on what matters sourcing the best all-natural ingredients for your pup so check this out we worked on a special deal for our dog-loving listeners, get 35% off your first order of Sundays. Go to SundaysForDogs.com slash West. Use the code West at checkout. That's dot com forward slash West. Upgrade your pup to Sundays and feel good about the food you feed your dog. You know what? I said going to Wrigley was my highlight, but sitting in on the bus with you and watching American Idol and watching you watch your daughter perform on American Idol. And it happened to be a song that I was a part of. Like, (laughs) holy cow. And she just blew it out of the water. She
1: did so good. What's funny, too, if you think about it, we watched her and we watched me. It was us watching me and her.
0: Yeah. It It was It was was backed up in
1: time. Yeah. (laughs) But it was, she just has a light inside of her. And you know what? Dude, she's developing. Wait till she's 24. Wait till she's 25. And of course, you know, the phone starts ringing now and it's fun. and,
0: And now you're having to be like dadager. Dadager. You're having to like, I mean, but I mean, what a gift for her to have someone like you who's walked the road you've had from a business standpoint with the industry and understanding all that from the creative standpoint from, I mean, it's like, it's, again, it's like the vocal cords. It's like your story has been uniquely preparing you for how to walk with your daughter through this. It's amazing. Well, and
1: I say this too, like I I thank you again, Matthew, because, you know, we were out here, we're on your tour and it was very important that I, we're a family that believes in do what you say you're going to do. Even if things change, it doesn't matter. You do what you say you're going to do because you got to be honorable, upright, all that kind of stuff. And so I was going to be here on this tour with you and miss, and miss wh- wh-
0: uh, her performance. Wh- for the top 12.
1: For the top 10. Top 10. Now for the top 10, uh, which is, you know, for the listeners out there would be it doesn't matter. Yeah, there Endor. was no way we were gonna yeah. let that. And Matthew happen. looks at me and goes, "Dude, you're going." And I'm like, "No, but I, but I but I said I was gonna you know I was gonna do this." And then he's like, "No, you're going." And we worked it out. So I just want to say again, thank you for understanding. Dude, Obviously, no. you're a father to two to, to well, young women. You I understand.
0: Mean, I respect the fact that you would be like, "No, I'm gonna stay here on tour and I'm gonna." And I was like, "Wait a minute, you're gonna be? Where where are we on that?
1: <laughs> Longview, In Long- Texas." I
0: said, "No offense, to Longview, Texas, <laughs> but they'll understand." And if you go yeah. be with your daughter in California tonight, well, so thank you. It wouldn't happen. Without I'm glad you, that man. that worked out. Well, yeah, we're rooting for your daughter. Maybe one of these days we'll have Haven Madison on. The I podcast. know, I
1: know. It won't be me. I'll just be back here like <laughs> fanning her with a fan while she sits in the back. Lounge.
0: But I will say, if anybody watched the um, performance of Mean Girls on American Idol, it was Jason Roy who did that arrangement of that song, and from a musical standpoint. I was absolutely floored by the production, oh, bro, the key change, you. the notes. It was if you haven't seen it, you need to go back and find that performance, and you will be absolutely blown away by what Haven did with the song, but thank also you, what, what Jason you. did with the song. Hey, we've got a show to do. We do. But I want to ask you one last question first. All right. So we're gonna kind of bring it home. Let's I'm do excited it. for all the things that are happening in your life and yeah. in your family and your daughter and everything. One of the things I always ask, and you see the blue couch that's on stage yeah. on tour i bring that with me and i tell my story and uh i call it my blue couch story it's the moment that i asked jesus into my heart and yeah. i was sitting on a blue couch so for me that blue couch always reminds me of you know when god knocked on the door of my heart and Come on. i finally said yes let's go yeah and so i love to ask every guest yeah. um, because i think when somebody tells like their own blue couch story yeah. it unlocks something in all of us and maybe Absolutely. reminds us that god is a pursuer of every heart so oh, man. Come on. Uh, before we close out would you share maybe a defining moment where where you heard Jesus calling. 100%. I remember yes. it
1: very clearly. I um, I told you earlier, my family went through a nasty divorce. And at 15, I told uh, my mom that I wanted to move back from North Carolina to Texas to live with my father. And I didn't realize that there was going to be a court battle. And I didn't realize that that when they put me on a plane, I was never going to see my sisters. Like I wasn't going to see them for six months. And I, I left two sisters behind. And I just moved to Texas. And out of I woke up in a new house and it took me a couple of days to realize, "Uh uh-oh, there's some things kind of off here. Now I love my dad. We're good. But anyway, I got invited to go to a Dawson McAllister conference. Yeah. And by the way, just so you know, my rebellion at that age was not to go out and get drunk and have fun with my friends. My rebellion to the situation I, I was in was to run to the church. I don't understand why. But my rebellion was, I'm going to church. You can sleep in. I wow. don't care. I'm gone. Wow. And so anyway, i met this youth pastor and he took me to Dawson McAllister. And Dawson McAllister said to me, he said, Hey, I want you to write something down. And I want you to come to the front and you know, do the whole throw yeah. it and burn it type thing. And and I remember that what I wrote down that I I love my dad, but I wrote, I need a father. Right. And I walked up, and then sure enough, when I get to the front, gummit he like goes, Hey, son, what do you have? And he takes it from me, and he looks at it, and he looks back at me. And he says, Son, you do have a father. You have a Jeez. heavenly father, and Jesus is there for you. Do you want to accept Jesus in your life? And right there on the spot, I knew I needed Jesus more than I needed anything else in this world. And um, I wish I could say everything was perfect from then on. It wasn't, but, man, I, from that day forward, Jeez, I just know whose awesome. who's I am. I just know that I am God's, and I can run. I can have bad days, but no matter what I do, I have a hope that just supersedes all circumstances, and even when things are tough, I just know that I have a place that God has called me His own because of His Son, Jesus Christ, and so that's why I still do what I do today.
0: That's powerful. Jason Roy, thank you for sharing that. And thanks for uh, being my guest today on the podcast. So many people have just been uh, uh, spoken to in a powerful way by that story you just shared. That's why I asked that question, because mm-hmm. I, I every single time it just awakens something in me. And, and for anybody listening, you just got reminded, like, you too. Have a father. You you have know, a father. There's one who will provide everything you everything need. So you need. that's powerful stuff, man. Jason, I'm excited for the future. Uh, we've both come a long way. We have, and we're still hanging. I owe around. You a meal. I'm so glad that uh, I get to call you friend, and that we've been able to share the road together a little Dude, bit. On, and uh, we'll be cheering on Haven Madison on American Idol. Everybody, go vote. Right? Yes. Go vote now, and uh, go vote for Jason Roy's daughter, even though she didn't take his last <laughs> name.
1: <laughs> oh, you need so to say is a
0: haven you too have a father yes
1: i know don't forget his name don't
0: forget his name (laughs) jason you're the best man thank you brother all right now it's time for songs from the story house today's song from the story house is in honor of what today's special occasion is in my life it is my anniversary my wife and i are celebrating 20 years of marriage and i love emily so much Thank you so much for marrying me, Emily. If you're listening, I don't know if she's listening, but I will be sure to tell her that in person. Uh, my best friend, and um, well, I don't want to start crying as I'm telling you guys how blessed I truly feel. I will never forget meeting Emily. I was auditioning for a record deal at uh, Universal South Records. It was actually at this famous recording studio called Starstruck Studios. It was owned by Reba McIntyre, and... Uh, I was auditioning, me and my buddy Sam were uh, gonna play some songs and the executives walked into the studio and I didn't really make eye contact with, with them. I, I expected it to be a bunch of suits and ties and then I happened to look up and there was a beautiful girl there as well among the suits and ties. And I, I thought to myself, wow, she's gorgeous. But then I was like, get focused, West. You've got a job to do. I wasn't there to get a girl. I was there to get a record deal. Long story short, I got both. (laughs) Hey-oh. Didn't happen right then, but I signed with that record label. I met a girl named Emily that day who worked at that record label, and um, three months later, we were engaged to be married and madly in love with each other. I've made some good decisions in my life and some bad decisions in my life, and outside of the decision to become a follower of Christ, the very next greatest decision that I've ever made in my life was to marry Emily West. And I just wanted to take some time to talk about that. And uh, as we lead into today's song from the story house, it's a song called Greatest Hits. And it's a song that I wrote uh, inspired by the reminder that as a musician, I'm chasing a hit song and you hope to have enough that someday they can say, well, you got a greatest hits album, and then maybe you'll be fulfilled, right? We're all climbing some kind of ladder in our lives, but I felt like God reminded me that when I get to heaven, I'm going to find out that his idea of what and who my greatest hits were in life will be a little different than the ones that I spent so much time chasing. And so this song is a perspective shift for me it's a it's a reminder a much needed reminder of what really matters in life who really matters in life and to make sure that i'm pouring into those things even as i'm chasing the next song so i'm thankful for emily west on our anniversary and of course our two daughters they're they're a part of every song i sing but they're really a part of this one even more this is greatest hits featuring my good friend well i shouldn't say my good friend my friend the very talented Granger Smith. Why can I say we're not good friends? I don't, we haven't met in person yet. We only met to do this duet, and I'm looking forward to meeting him in person. But this guy, Granger Smith, is amazing. So I hope to be good friends with him soon. Let's check out Greatest Hits featuring Granger Smith. Ever since I can remember, I've been chasing this dream. Every song, every tour, making sure the world remembers me. Trying to get to number one And feeling empty when I do But I feel just like a legend When I'm standing next to you I used to think that famous Meant the roar of a crowd But now the music to my ears Is the laughter in this house When my songs are sung and my days are done May it all come back to this You'll go down in history as my greatest hit Oh, you'll go down in history as my greatest hit yeah. He's my dad, he gives good advice And that's why the last segment of today's show is called Dad Vice. Here's his song why this segment is called dad vice dad thanks for joining me to uh close out today's episode send us out with some encouragement would you
2: okay i'm gonna send you out with some laughing first how do you keep a bull from charging take away his credit cards there, wow. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're talking about all of me all for you of course The lyrics are from your song, my story, your glory. The line that says all of me offer you reminds me of an old hymn and one of the songs you wrote a few years ago The first was the hymn, I surrender all, all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give, I will ever love and trust him, in his presence daily live, I surrender all, I surrender all, all to thee my blessed Savior, I surrender all. I remember singing that as a little kid, and it still brings just tears to my eyes. And then another song that you wrote entitled All In, I'm going all in, head first in the deep end, I hear you calling, and this time I'm going all in all in. The battle has always been doing my way or God's way, but God is calling us to go all in. Here's a great quote. God is calling each of us to surrender our lives, our stories to him. We can no longer sit on the fence. Living in limbo is temporary as well as miserable. Sooner or later, the pull of gravity will prevail and will fall into Jesus or the enemy. Whose call will you answer? Here's two things that keeps us from going all in. One, closed ears and eyes. Matthew thirteen, fifteen. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn. Secondly, hidden sins keep us from going all in. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen and 14. Whoever hides his sins will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Blessed is the one who fears the Lord always, but whoever hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Dwight L. Moody said, let God have your life. He can do more with it than you can. Another quote, God always has and always will look for men and women who say to him, I trust you so much, I'm all in. I want your way, not mine. I am willing to live by faith. My dad advice today, let today be your day to choose to go all in, to say all of me, all of you, Let all I say and all I do point the one who changed my life. Joshua 24, and Joshua said to the people of Israel, choose this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's go all in.
0: That's good. All of me, all for you. That's our show for today. Thanks to my guest, Jason Roy, for joining me. Uh, Be sure to be following along on the journey of Haven, Madison, as well as Jason in Building 429, Greater Things Still to Come. I love what he had to share today. And thank you guys for joining me every week. I want to say again, happy anniversary to my lovely bride, Emily. And uh, I hope that song reminded you to chase after the right kind of greatest hits. Remember, the things with eternal value are the only things that have any value, right? So if there's someone that you love in your life and yet it's been a minute since you told them how much they mean to you, don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't say one of these days. Let them know. All right, go make the most of the one life you get and I'll see you next week. It's your story for his glory. Seriously I I, I do